Don't you wish you were a Superman Take off to the sky Or Don't you wish you were a Superman Against oppression we rise Or Don't you wish you were a Superman Stay alone before they die Within our soul live a Superman Within our souls to survive What's good, what's good, what's good everybody This is the Cool Geek Tribunal And right now we're doing hot takes And this is Hass, the comic book snob And to my right is Chance the Hero what it is? What up, hero? What's good? Yeah, so what's hot this week? What did we have to talk about? Cups up. Cheers. Yeah, Let's yeah. do it. How many cups up for One Division episode eight? I think we got a full eight cups, man, and they fully loaded with the good stuff, man. Mm, cups stay up for the whole season so far, then. Dude, I feel like I've been I've been looking at it, and I've been going over older episodes just so I understand everything that's happening so far because right. there is a lot to unpack. Absolutely. Get the luggage out. Yo, man. It's like, I hope we could check these bags. I don't know. Yo, I don't know, man. We can't seem to put the bag down because we got to stay in it. And we in it to win it. We in it to win it. Absolutely. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so let's so, talk WandaVision, yo. All right. So... What I'm seeing in it mm-hmm. is we finally have the Scarlet Witch officially. <laughs> the Scarlet Witch officially entered the building. Um, a lot of things being explained. Very revelatory episode. Mm-hmm. If I must say so myself. Mm-hmm. Um, this was um, Agatha Harkness's Time to Shine. And, you know... Spoilers if you haven't seen it, but by the time this is out, I'm sure everybody's seen it. But it's always going to be good to go back, check it out, see what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, Wanda, she gave birth to Westview. We saw how it came about, <laughs> right? I mean, she quite literally, that's what it looked like. She was like in labor pains, mm-hmm. giving birth to Westview. And she has had a traumatic life. Yo, I, I feel like what we've been told straight from the first episode is and i like it they they just threw us in there we had to figure out and almost work backwards to understand how we got to where we got and the fact that after the harkness is the main protagonist or antagonist and she is the driving force behind it but yet we learned that it was basically wanda's powers and I think I remember highlighting this when we first started talking about it. It was her chaos magic, you know, that made all of this and put everything in place. And it was that, I guess, that energy that was thrown out almost like, again, I keep referencing Mandalorian with Grogu going to that Jedi temple where his energy was put out there so another Jedi could find him. It's almost like in an inadvertent way, not on purpose, Wanda did the same thing. And it was her emotional cry for remember um Agatha was saying she had lost with her parents and that parents loss helped her activate her hex abilities right and then it was her brother and then it was vision so it wasn't until she at the end of the scene or the uh, or kind of in the middle of it going towards the end we see her in that plot and it was vision I guess that drew that 
plot as where their lives were going to start. So this was the town that they were always going to be moving into. That was a plan. You know what I'm saying? Especially when they were overseas and they were getting attacked for the for the mind to soul gym. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's amazing how we came to this place. And we also learned that Wanda never stole Vision's body. And that that guy, the intern director of S.W.O.R.D., Hayward, was really, like, just lying. And I saw That's why I had to see another episode again. I was like, wait a minute. He said that she stole a body. And it was making her to look like an enemy when she was basically one of the people that helped save the world. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's just a uh, super-powered, superhuman um, hater, mm-hmm. pretty much. Mm-hmm. And... I think right now, when I'm kind of, all right, so we got the origin of Agatha Harkness, and she goes all the way back to Salem, Massachusetts, and she's about to be, what I'm thinking is burned at the stake, but she's being taken to task by other witches. Mm -hmm. It's not even like the townspeople coming and having an issue with her. Mm -hmm. So this is not... um, you know, it's like they just, some witches with the moral compass that feel she just went too far and too dark and just too left, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So now she's more powerful than them, but she wants more power. And so she has a problem with Wanda because she wants to know how she was able to, like, you know, do these grand things or whatever, which seems that the, um, the Infinity Stone is what helped her, you know, to amplify her powers. But the thing I'm... I don't know if I missed this, but her powers don't... I know they call it a hex, and she created a hex, and this, that, and the other, but her powers don't seem to be very much, like, rooted in Wicca, Mm -hmm. right? Like, it just seems like as if she was almost like another version of the White Queen or Jean Grey, right? Like, she's just... She has telekinesis, um, she has telepathy, and things of that nature, but it's not like sort of a religious experience you know everything she's dealing with is more based and rooted in some emotional trauma mm-hmm. but it's not like she's going to a spell book she's not doing things to con i mean she's conjuring things but it's not coming from the same place as like a agatha harkness right. or your traditional dark witches right, right? so I, I feel like that's a good point too because I feel like it then introduces us even more to the ability that someone has to do these things that were born with it. Right. And it goes to mutant ability. You exactly. Know? And, and it's a fine line because you have a traditional witch that may inherit the ability and then they, they, they have to practice. Right. They don't have the inherent power. And I feel like Wanda always had it because Agatha pointed it out which was why she was able to save her and her brother. And yeah. She, and she asked her real key questions like, well, you did this, and what do you think happened? Do you think you stopped the missile or the bomb from going off? And right. She, it was like almost like Wanda didn't really touch on it, and she's not facing certain things that are really occurring with her. Right. I don't know. It just makes me wonder. Like, it makes me wonder a lot, but it, it also... Like you said, this episode filled in the blanks on a lot of things. Yeah, it absolutely did. And um, what I'm hyped about is just jumping ahead a little bit. Is So now from the previous episode, 
they are doing back and in, diving into their MCU, you know, crate or, you know, their whole vibe of after credit scenes, right? Mm-hmm. So we still got to see what's going on with this so-called fake Quicksilver. And, you know, um, our girl Photon now, right? Because she got her powers, you know, Monica Rambeau. Mm-hmm. Always shout out to her. And, um, but now with something we had touched on some time ago was the white vision. Because remember, last we left off from like, you know, in the 90s books, he was white. Mm-hmm. So, and then that was when he just kind of came back and was regenerated and everything like that. So, I'm wondering what his personality is going to be like now. Mm-hmm. Now that he's actually back in reality and not just in her, you know, fantasy. And Is he going to be more droid? Is he going to be, you know, um, less you know, emotional for, you know, finding things funny and, you know, just to see, you know, because that whole moment when Akatha Harkness, even she had to shed a tear and she couldn't just make it about herself when she saw the connection and how they finally came together as people on a romantic level, you know? So even though it's a little bit morbid, you know, a little necro romance, you know, it's, it's a little bit, you know, crazy with that, but, for somebody like Agatha Harkness, I guess that it would make her drop a tear for that one, right? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like, yeah, the white vision is is something that is definitely in the Marvel Universe. Do we think we would see that, though? I didn't think so. I didn't think so, either. I, I didn't think they would touch on a few things, including, like, that episode where they were doing the Halloween thing, right? Right. And how, oh, I remember you mentioning how they wore throwback costumes that's the charm and and to me that's even more charming because that was the time that i grew up reading it like Mm -hmm. i wasn't reading um scarlet witch one because that was in the 80s right so that was i was like super little so by the time i get into about 10 11 years old vision was already white Mm -hmm. um we weren't near house of m yet but Mm -hmm. she was like maybe a c or d list sort of character Mm -hmm. um you know, I always thought Vision was pretty intriguing. And so I was like, okay. And you know who he always reminded me of? The um the android from Star Trek. Um, the next gen this is the next generation oh, with um, Data. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he always had that sort of feel to me or whatever. So that's the vision that I remember, you know. So <laughs> I compare that to him in Avengers Endgame, Infinity War, and all of those other movies, and you know, Age of Ultron and all of that. And I like the personality that they gave him. So I'm just wondering how are they going to change him and evolve the character? Because, you know, you go from Jarvis. And remember in the comic book, Jarvis was an actual guy. Like he was like um, Tony Stark's Alfred, Mm -hmm. right? So for them to computerize him, I think was kind of ingenious the way they had him, you know, go into the body of Vision and, Mm -hmm. you know, made by Ultron, destroyed and that formed by Ultron. And, you know, it's just... The way the story's just pretty much evolving. So he's been actually around from like Iron Man 1, mm-hmm. right? Like just as a voice and talking to Tony within the suit and everything. I, I thought it was interesting too how when um, I think Darcy came on the scene, right? Right. She and Vision were talking and they were kind of giving each other notes. And Darcy was telling her, telling Vision that, look, you know what? You came from this and basically giving him 
the origin story of himself. Right. And I thought that was really cool because he still doesn't understand or have any kind of placement of what his life was like before waking up in a, a 1950s sitcom. Right. And and I, I thought it was really interesting, too, that they spoke about or touched on why it is that all of these sitcoms are the foundation of this world that she's creating and how her parents sat there down and they had the let's speak English moment and her brother and her really like felt like this was a embracing moment. But then Agatha says, look, you know, you basically, what did she say? She basically said, you're creating this world because you don't want to face your truth. And I thought that was interesting. How does she word it? That see. sounded pretty accurate. Yeah, she said Wanda would rather fall apart than face her truth. I, I Sounds feel like, like many people. Dude, I feel like that's, you know, it's an, a coping mechanism. Yeah, I mean, I think that's how a lot of people end up with substance abuse issues and, you know, whether it be alcohol, hardcore drugs or whatever, anything, you know, and it could be something that's not even external, just something you obsess over, mm-hmm. you know, coming from out of yourself just to help you escape. And I guess everybody needs a little bit of an escape, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it's, it's interesting that you even say that because it's, it's a lot of us have different vices to escape, but it's also when you're down, it's what you do to get up. It's when you're emotionally not there. It's what you say to other people that is a measure of your real, real true character. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I feel, I don't know if this is just coming from comic books or just, I feel, I feel like this is just, just something right. You know what's right and you know what's wrong mm-hmm. you know, in life. So, I mean, to me, I guess the old saying is true. Too much TV is no good for you. And it'll ruin you. <laughs> it rots the brain, rots the it mind. rots the brain, the boob tube, right? <laughs> so overall, I think it was a great episode. It, you know, put a lot of a lot of things in perspective. It brought a lot thing a lot of things together. Um helped you to really understand the depth of Wanda, aka, which is now officially the Scarlet Witch. So on that note, see where they take it. Next week, we tuning in. We're going to give you our take on it. Mm-hmm. It's Cool Geeks, Tribunal, we judged it. We determined that it is cool and it is geeky and that you should tune in as a COVID-tuned-in television time. Absolutely, and it deserved its own time right now. So on that note, we're going to catch y'all next time. More hot takes. Yes. Cool Geek time, Cool Geek channel. Absolutely. Cups up on that one. Don't you wish you were a Superman to take off to the sky? Or don't you wish you were a Superman against oppression we rise? Or don't you wish you were a Superman to stay alone before they die? Within us all live a superman Within our souls to survive, to survive.